0: This is PASPA 2, People and Places, brought to you by Jules Verne, taking you around the world, sharing memories and introducing you to the people at the heart of everything we do. I'm Abby, and in this series I'll be delving into past adventures, inside stories, future journeys, inspiring you to discover the wonders of the world. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Passport 2 People and Places. I'm your host Abby and I'm delighted today to be joined by Nicole, manager of Curoni Travel in Bluewater. So hello Nicole. Hi, Abby. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited. Oh, it's great to have you on. I love this because you are a member of the Dirtouristic family. So our listeners might not know, but we are part of a much wider group. And that group is Dirtouristic and we encompass a lot of travel brands. Um, The one that we work most closely with is Kirone Travel and that is yourself. So this is a really exciting podcast for me. We absolutely love
1: Jules Verne um, over at um, Kirone at Blue Water. You know, the passion my team and myself have for the brand is just outstanding and all our customers have amazing experiences and come back and book again we have an amazing repeat clientele just
0: because you are absolutely amazing in what you do so exciting i'll take that i'll take that it's really good to see actually so when we have conversations we meet up regularly because outside of the podcast we're also friends as well as colleagues so we do see each other quite often and i say to you oh what's booking you know what are customers talking about what's trending all of this stuff and you really do have a range of experience within your team but also within your yourself as well don't you You kind of you know a lot about travel so tell me a little bit about your relationship with travel so yeah so
1: it was always in my blood Um, Mum and dad um, actually met abroad. It was quite of a love story. So,
0: um,
1: yeah. So my mum worked for a company called InterSun. So for everyone listening back in the day, would probably recognise the company um, InterSun. So she um, went out to Romania to actually launch um, the ski program for InterSun over there. And my dad um, was actually a ski rep. So he was assigned to look after my mum while she was there to learn about destination and the product to come home and launch it. And um, yeah, they um, actually fell in love. So lovely little love story. Mum and dad then got married in Romania in the ski resort of Piana Brasov with all the snow. Um, so I have a passion for ski. So I do believe that came through um, from them as well. And yeah, so from the moment I was born, um, from the age of three months, I actually asked my mum this morning, how old was I when I first got on a plane? And she um, liked to remind me it was three months old that um, we um, then travelled over to Romania to meet
0: my family. So Gosh. yes, I do believe it was in my blood from being born, yeah. I think I think yes, travel is definitely within your blood. That's that what a beautiful love story as well. And something that you sort of you can carry on to this day, like the fact that your parents work in travel, and now you work in travel. So the first time you ever travelled you were three months old I'm presuming you don't remember that no (laughs) my memory's not that good (laughs) so if I say to you what is your first memory of travel what is that if you close your eyes and think about it what are you seeing and what what can you remember so my first time that I
1: would say I'd really remember was probably from the age of six so my mum um is a very eccentric traveller Uh, we didn't do the normal fun and sun holidays like everyone else at school did. Um, we would actually um, join a coach tour and travel around Europe. So I remember the first one that I really clearly remember was um, boarding at Victoria. And we travelled over on the, the ferry. Um, and it was an overnight one, so we had to have our travel pillows and we had like travel games that we were playing, me and my brother. Um, and we went all around the... Um, Rhine Valley um, in Germany, and just recalling the fairy tale castles, that you know the river, doing boat trips, and just walking through the mountains, and trying all like the like you know all the local delicacies in Germany through the markets, um, the German sausages which I absolutely love, sauerkraut, and just sort of yeah, just experiencing something totally different. So when we did go to Spain um, for a family holiday on the beach. After two days me and my brother were quite bored and we wanted to go off and explore and see the country so we've always had that passion to explore and try different things rather than just go to the same destination
0: yeah see just at that young age being able to appreciate different cultures and even now recalling the sounds and the smells and the journey like it's amazing that at that young we can really introduce children to travel and different cultures and different experiences and i think kudos to your parents to be able to open up this wonderful world to you at such a young age which is now instilled Such amazing values in you as an adult exactly I mean
1: you know also just meeting other people you know obviously it was older clientele that was there but they were talking to us about their stories their life and it just sort of opened up our minds to there is such a bigger world out there and how much we enjoyed it and we still do like we just love exploring and talking to people you know it's all about talking it's all about finding out what they like their interests and adapting them and taking it on board
0: we like to say at Jules Verne we are storytellers and traveling does make you into a storyteller and you share stories you take stories on for other people and and it's just this amazing collective experience of memories and moments i think travel and it just it's one of the best things i think anyone can do talking about memories and moments is there a moment that sticks in your mind is there a particular story that you sit there and think that was the person who made me laugh the most that was the person who made me smile the most when I was traveling it's very hard because there is a lot of stories
1: and I would say every trip I've ever done um, there's always something memorable to tell about it but I would probably say my most unforgettable experience and one that still makes me laugh to this day so when i travelled to peru as you know you never expect it to happen to you but we were there and our bags wasn't so we headed into lima went to the local shop and the peruvians are absolutely amazing people however they're very small people and i'm five foot six so (laughs) Going around the shop trying to find some trousers and some ponchos um, was um, an experience in itself. And the poor little lady, she was like, oh, what about this one, what about this one? So in the end, I managed to find a pair of trousers, which managed to come as far as my ankles. Wow, cropped trousers.
0: Cropped trousers. I'm sure <laughs> they were all the
1: style and all the range at that point. <laughs> and, um, you know, as Peru's famous for, a lovely poncho. So had the night there. The next day we were flying to the Amazon. So traveling to the Amazon jungle with, you know, not many items that you had already packed for the Amazon jungle as well and having to deal with it was just, let's just get on the plane and go. So when we arrived, um, the first thing we did was a canopy walk through, you know, the Amazon, which was absolutely stunning up on the canopy of the trees. However, I was there in my Ugg boots with my crop leggings and my poncho. The the guide was just like, I absolutely love you, you have embraced this, you are just immersing yourself in. And yeah, that's how we um, survived the humidity in the
0: Amazon jungle with my Ugg boots, which have travelled quite a lot of (laughs) places. So I'm just, I have this image of you now stood there in the middle of the Amazon, the birds, (laughs) the the, the sound of the frogs, the water, the rain, the dripping, all of these amazing sounds and you're stood in your Ugg boots. Yeah.
1: And everyone else is in lovely, you know, um, hiking boots, you know, with the full kit ready for the Amazon jungle, which I did have. That was in my bag. But unfortunately, my bag is not with me. But do you know what? We just embraced it. And we were just laughing. At the end of the day, we all had a drink. And we all just looked back on our day. And we just laughed. And yeah, just And it's like a story. It. It's yeah. a
0: story. Sometimes the stories come from the things that do go wrong. But yeah. actually, they just make these wonderful experiences. Yeah. And you're never going to forget that moment. And the people who travelled with you are never going to forget that no. either. And we've got a lovely group photo of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So this leads on quite well, actually, to my next question about bags and packing so is there an item for you that you you always take with you when you're on holiday so for me it is my camera phone I've said this before I'm sure people are like oh Abby put your phone down but I always have to take pictures I always have to take videos it's not about speaking to people at home it's it's quite literally having this sort of amazing memories ready to look at as soon as I get back on the coach really so is there something for you that you think or you say to your clients you know you're going to book this fantastic holiday you're going on this amazing trip but this is the one thing that I think you should pack in your suitcase
1: yeah so I mean for me I would probably say I'm, I'm more of like a mum style traveler okay. I like to look after everyone I like to make sure that everyone's got everything so for me it is always that you need to pack your medical bag now in there, you know, it just has to have the essentials because
0: you just never know what's going to happen. No. So for you, it is that medical bag. It's having, the, you know, the anti having the creams, having the, having the plasters, because we do a lot of walking, a lot yeah. of exploring. The medical bag is always, always with you. And I would say this year, most, I've never
1: really... Ever experienced blisters to the degree that I did this year, but when I did a hike in Yorkshire recently, I had some really big blisters, and I actually um, found blister plasters, which I'd never in my whole entire life sort of knew existed until someone told me. And you know what? It was a game changer. Best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, <laughs> because we actually managed to do the hike without hurting. And recently, on my other half he did the Jurassic Coast. He hiked for twenty four hours, and I supplied him with six
0: packets of blister plasters and he used every single one that's amazing (laughs) that's amazing so you have a lot of stories and i know you do and we've spoken we've been in you know, the bar in Porto, talking to the early hours of the morning rat travel. And we've been we've been to a lot of places. and Had a oh, lot of And We did a stories. lovely river cruise last year. We did do a lovely <laughs> river cruise last year. So we did the Christmas markets. We, you know, so we're very lucky that we know each other personally. So I, I might know the answer to this, but for our listeners, do you have a favourite memory from your travel experiences?
1: The most memorable moment for me was out in Kenya, in the Masai Mara, just finishing dinner, when we were just, you know, sitting around the boma, the fires roaring, we've just had a beautiful meal, we've done, you know, sundowners, and we're walking back um, to our, you know, um, luxury canvas tent, and as we're just sitting on the deck, all you can hear, um, you know, beneath you in the Mara River is the hippos, and just, you know, the stars, you know, you just, it just the sky is just open with beautiful stars and you're sitting there and doing stargazing and just learning and then waking up that morning and you can see outside your tent the little hippo prints, and you're just like they were that close when we was asleep and then waking up that morning and going out into the savannah and you know seeing how the wildlife wake up at four o'clock in the morning the sun comes up And just hearing the sounds of the animals like the lions roar you know the elephants call and you know it just really does make you appreciate life and just makes you take that moment for yourself to reflect and just pinch yourself like i'm actually here this is a once in a lifetime you know experience and you'll never forget that experience, you know, that will always be there for you.
0: So do your customers come back and share their stories with
1: you? Yeah. So for instance, we had a customer just recently come back from their honeymoon in the Maldives. And, you know, they were showing us the pictures of um, the whale sharks that they were snorkeling with, the manta rays, and just generally just their, you know, no news, no shoes, um, you know, honeymoon, and they were just amazed by the destination.
0: It's, they've never oh, been before. The sea rolling in, exactly. the coconuts, <laughs> that little pop of champagne, because yeah. you're celebrating. Seychelles, Indian Ocean in general is just unreal. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's just beautiful. It it's, is
1: a little hidden gem. It is,
0: isn't it? And it's just, it's so peaceful, it's so quiet, but it's also just relaxing. I think if you sometimes... Like we're very lucky that we've both been. And I think if you close your eyes, sometimes you can just hear it and smell it and you feel like you're back there. And I think the Indian Ocean to me is paradise.
1: Oh, totally. On Saturday, it was lovely and hot, wasn't it? And I was in the garden and I was just like, I need to close my eyes and just wish that I was somewhere with the waves, just lapping across, sand in between my toes. And then I opened to the bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> yes, always, always the way. So... Travel, as we've said, has been sort of ingrained ingrained in you. you you've you grown up with it. You're now working it. Do you think it has changed you as a person or do you think you were always always destined to be an explorer, a pioneer and a traveller?
1: I think, yeah, from little, I was, I've always had it in my blood that I like to just get up and go. Um, my mum kindly reminds me when I was three in Ibiza, that she was in a shop and I was with my nan, my brother was in the pushchair and my feet took me off, I wanted to explore and I just went and these two ladies found me on this like path around this cliff, uh, my mum obviously was very very distraught that she couldn't find me and my nan was like, Oh well I was looking after Daniel and um, yeah, so Nicole went off exploring and then I came back but my mum said once I could walk I was off, so I just think travel does um you know learning about how people live um my mum her my well my nan not my mum, my nan um she's actually from india so she came over um when they needed nurses and doctors in the uk um so i feel like i've always had that influence of food and you know the different sort of tastes so my taste buds have always been wanting to explore more so everywhere i go i want to try and immerse myself in the food the culture and just learn how people live you know just gives me that reason to wanna learn more about people in general, about the way they live, the way that they eat, and just doing like local cooking classes and stuff like that. I love a cooking class.
0: Yeah, I think all of our listeners know I'm a huge fan of food anywhere around the world. <laughs> and you know, we've been very lucky. We traveled to Porto together. We did, And yeah. we tra- tried some very interesting and amazing food and we did some port tasting and all of this stuff. So. You know, I know that it's also ingrained in you, but i we, well, I love a cooking class. I yeah. you know, it's absolutely amazing. I love a cooking class. For you, when I say, "Where is the best food in the world, do you have a destination in mind?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Um, so I'd probably say Italy. Last year I was fortunate to go to Tuscany and um, we booked um, a cooking class with these two sisters and we cooked in their traditional family home, this farmhouse, and they told us about the story of their generations, how they've owned it. We went in the gardens and we picked the olives and the lemons and we cooked, you know, um, my other half had never baked before in his life. He made an olive um, cake which was from scratch, which was amazing. We rolled pasta together with her and we learnt the you know, how the unique thing. And she told me the easiest way to make a pasta sauce, but the stuff that goes in it and she, the key to it is to leave it for hours just to simmer and smart And, you know, I think we forget sometimes we just cook so quickly. And it was just like nice to hear that because at home you you don't have the four course meals that you do in Italy here. You have one or two. And it was just that dining experience and the the flavours and everything just goes. So, yeah, I'd many say Italy does capture... Uh, Italian cuisine is probably and it's so good like having dinner parties or you know if you want something light
0: but yeah Italy hmm I love that Nicole you have traveled to so many places and you must have met so many people and this podcast is called Paspartout People and Places so is there a person that sticks in your mind as sort of the most memorable person from traveling like do you have a memory of a particular person who just enhanced your experience everybody you meet
1: will leave, um, you know, a footprint on your heart. But I would probably say um, it would have to be um, Udi, um, our tour guide in Sri Lanka. He was just the most approachable, loveliest guy. You know, he had the passion he had for his country. And he just wanted us to have the most unforgettable experience. Um, every time he, you know, every time he spoke to us, he always was smiling. He wanted to share about his life, his upbringing. Um, you know, he highlighted how he got into being a tour guide and why he loves to do it so much. Um, you know, he wanted us to see the best places, get there at the best time. So he was like, even though it is an early start, these are the reasons why. Because I want you to have, you know. And he just. He would also take such an interest in how we live at home, you know, what I, how I got into travel. And every night over dinner, we would just talk for hours about just life experiences. And now, whenever I book somebody a Sri Lanka holiday with a car and driver, he will always be um, my guide that I add in. Um, and actually, he does actually work for Jules Verne as well. So, he does. Um, Udi is the, you know, he just... Yeah, just um, you know, just left that, you know, lasting experience that I just want someone else
0: to experience it as well. And I love when you say a lasting impression on your heart because that is what the people behind the places that we go to do. They leave those impressions and and they leave those footprints. They really do. They actually make you not want to come home and
1: okay. you have the holiday blues. <laughs>
0: moving on sort of. We've, we've talked about the past we've talked about now what you do and you know where you've traveled recently but what's the future got in in store for you
1: um so actually my next adventure is this weekend with my friend to athens um i've never been to athens before um so we're having a little girly weekend and i'm looking forward to exploring the acropolis because greek mythology is you know very sort of intriguing and i'd love to learn more however i i have got a little bit of a bucket list, and um, gorilla trekking is on my radar. That is something that's animal, like wildlife. Animals have always been something like close to my heart. Um, I absolutely love them, um, and just to be able to trek through the jungle looking for the majestic, you know, gorillas that would just tick a box. And yeah,
0: so Uganda or Rwanda is the next
1: stop. Then, so I'd probably say looking at the two. Um, you know, Rwanda has always been known for the gorilla trekking, but actually having a look a little bit more into detail and talking to people that have been, Uganda actually does tick a lot of boxes because you can do safari as well as gorilla trekking and you've got the chimpanzees. Um so I think, you know, out of the two I'd probably be a little bit more swayed towards Uganda. And I'm not going to lie, I do love your jewels ventor
0: there. <laughs> so that bucket list of yours must be continuously growing because like you said you have conversations with different people you have conversations with guides in local destinations so you can make sure that your customers are having good tours so that bucket list is growing and growing and growing but do you have a particular person that you think gosh that would be an amazing person to travel with like the ideal travel companion so for me it would be our our favourite person, Simon Reeve. I think he would be one of the coolest people to travel with. I think that would be sort of my ideal travel companion, someone like Simon, who would just be a get up and go. But do you have an ideal celebrity, non-celebrity travel companion? Who would be the best person for you to travel with? I would probably say, because I do love a
1: challenge, and I would love to change this person's conception on destinations. But, you know, idiot abroad... Like, he has been to some amazing places, and I was just sit there and think, oh, but you're doing it all wrong. And if I was there to, like, inspire him, show him, I think I could make him, like, have an amazing time. So, And I think he would
0: push me to doing different things as well. So you want to be the guide to Carl Pilkington? Exactly, yeah. That's brilliant. I love that so lastly i've really enjoyed this conversation and i always love talking to you and i always love coming to blue water and 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 i love meeting our joint customers i i love coming in and hearing their stories and seeing their pictures as well so i have really enjoyed this podcast but i have to ask you because i ask everybody who appears the one question that i really want to know is out of all of the places you've traveled nicole where in the world has captured your heart the most and why that place Oh, Abby, you have to ask the hardest
1: question in the world. The million dollar question, I would say. It is. There is a lot, but I think for me personally, it's got to be Canada. Okay. So I could personally pick up and move to Canada. I could see myself living in Canada. Um, I love the outdoors, I love wildlife. As you know, I've got a horse. So, you know, to have a ranch and just to be up on them hills, looking over the valleys, you know, the stream beneath me, and just not even hearing a pin drop and just me and my horse. And in the winter, ski. I would, yeah, Canada, I think, would be. The pace, I mean, when I've travelled there, it's just something special about it. It's the people are lovely, um, but it is just the outdoors. It just captures my heart, the the sense of space. Um, you know, there's just something for everybody there. And yeah, I'd say Canada,
0: yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I want to go. You should come, yeah. <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. And I really appreciate you spending the time talking to me about your... Just, amazing lifetime of travel is, and I can't wait to hear all the future travels that you go on as well oh thank you Abby
1: it's been a really really um, fun time I've really enjoyed it and um, yeah looking forward to the future
0: thank you thank you we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Passport 2 People and Places look out for our next episode where we'll be talking to more guests about the people and places that have inspired them the most we'd love to hear your feedback so please do get in touch thanks for listening